check, check. Check one, two. This is just a, this is just a thought. It's gonna be on microphone. What? You got it on? everybody welcome to Friday Night Live if you want to make your way back to your seats if you're not there already so glad to have you here thank you for coming out we're uh, small in number but mighty in spirit tonight so glad to have you guys I think probably people are trying to get into the rhythm of a new week so I hope you're getting into the rhythm of a new year we have a really uh, really exciting um, event tomorrow um, for us um, our, uh, our, our New Hope's Haven Pregnancy Center is having a grand opening tomorrow. So we're doing that at 12 o'clock. So you guys are all invited to that. If you, yeah, amen. Uh, it feels like it's been a long time coming, but um, we're just happy to have everything uh, up and running. And um, uh, we're going to have a, a bunch of people from the borough. We're going to have a ribbon cutting. There's going to be uh, some uh, light refreshments in the, the, the fellowship hall. Um, and um, you're going to be able to tour the place if you've never been inside of that. So uh, feel free to come out to that tomorrow. Um, and that's a, a new milestone, I feel like, for our church as we kind of build and, and kind of build this community and these community uh, ministries, these residential, and we just kind of keep moving towards our goal of being this uh, lighthouse on a hill, this hope of, uh, this center of, of hope and center of healing. And um, I just, uh, I'm just really, really excited at, at what God's doing, really looking forward to the greater things that God has in store for 2024. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and uh, we're going to get into it tonight. A couple things happening tonight, um, hopefully, uh, is we're going to do worship. I'm going to have a, a short message to talk about the fast that we'll be doing as a church. Uh, we're going to try to squeeze communion in as well and then there is going to be a live link where we're going to link up at eight o'clock with kind of the global four square churches they're going to have a a prayer event from eight to eight thirty and that's how we'll finish our time together assuming that we can get the link and everything works and that's probably a big assumption but i don't know about you but i'm so happy to be in the house of the lord it's been a busy week and you know kind of uh having the break with the holidays and having um you know not having our normal like celebrate recovery group and bible study groups and stuff like that it's like i miss this i miss my peeps i miss I miss my family, and so uh, I'm so glad that you guys uh, showed up here tonight, and uh, you, know, you guys are hungry. Um, you know, it's, you guys made that extra step, so instead of saying, hey, I'm going to sit at home, and I don't want to go outside because it's too cold, and I don't feel like getting off my couch or, or getting dressed, you said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the house of God, I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to draw near to him, and he'll, he'll draw near to you. And that's the thing. You can have as much of God as you want. And, and a lot of people, they go through life, and, and it's kind of like they just want that surface relationship. I'm good with just coming into church, and I better get a quick in and quick out, right? It better not 
pastor better not go beyond 12 o'clock with preaching. You know, worship better not go that long. I, I'm not coming up for that prayer stuff. I don't want, I don't want people to lay hands on me and pray for me. You know, I, I'm not doing anything else during the week. And it's like, you know, it, it's like, what, you know, what are you here for? You know, you want to be touched by God. You want God to change your life. You want God to bless you, but yet, you know, you, you want to give God your bare minimum. But I thank God that tonight in this house, in this church, these are not bare minimum people. These are people that are hungry. These are people that are reaching out after God. And you guys are the people that God's going to come and he's going to do some major breakthroughs in your life. And you're going to experience God in a deeper way that the casual Christian can never experience God. Amen? If we could stand to our feet, we're going to begin in worship. If we could just... Uh, lift our hands and pray. Lord, I thank you for all those, my brothers and sisters, who have gathered here. Lord, I pray that you would touch them tonight in a powerful way, that you would touch every part of their being, that, Lord, if they are feeling sick, Lord, I pray that you would heal them. Lord, I pray that if they have a broken heart, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them. Lord, I pray that if they, they feel fear, Lord, I pray that that spirit of fear would go and be replaced with a, a spirit of courage. Lord, I pray that you would deposit some unshakable faith in each and every person, Lord, and we thank you that your presence is here among us. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen.
Thank you, Lord. We're going to continue in our time of worship and uh, give you the opportunity to uh, invest in the kingdom work. You know, we're, we're believing God that um, although we're just starting on this journey, you know, I just have a feeling down in my spirit that this won't be the last maternity house that we open. So I don't know how that'll look, and I know that you got to fill one up and figure out how to run it before you open up another one, but that's just how the Lord is. You know, the kingdom of God is built on increase. So things just go from glory to glory. They go from greater to greater. They grow from faith to faith. Ushers, if you want to make your way forward, you guys can come up. And that's the same thing that, you know, God wants to do with your finances, that he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. And we always talk about that God's prosperity is not for us to hoard. It's so that we can be a blessing to the world, so that we can take uh, an instrument, which is money, right? People say, well, you know, the, the, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, when you give, you detach yourself from that love of money. You're saying that I don't, you know, I, I love the Lord more than I love my money. And I want to give that so that I sow seed and I reap a harvest in people who get saved, have their lives changed women who are pregnant and maybe you know would have uh, gave the baby up and and had an abortion instead they have a safe place people can kind of come around them and you know and, and help them get to the next step so that's kind of what we're about here so um, i would just ask you to pray about what the lord would have you give and just be faithful to that heavenly father we come to you in jesus name and Lord, we just thank you for this night. Lord, we thank you that this is a night like no other, Lord. And I just, I thank you for each of my brothers and sisters in Christ that are here today. Lord, and I pray that, um, that every offering sowed, Lord, that you would bless, the, that you would multiply that seed, that you would bless their finances, that you would provide for every one of their needs through your riches and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We're just going to go ahead. If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Matthew 25. We're going to begin at verse 36. Matthew 25, verse 36 is where we're going to be. Um, very short message tonight, I think. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Somebody say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. If you're there, say amen. Nobody's there yet. What's that? Oh, I didn't give you guys the verse? Oh, okay. Let me see if we are, it might be Matthew 26. Let's see. Matthew 26. Yeah, we're going to be at Matthew 26, verse 36 is where we're going to be. Matthew 26, verse 36. We've got one brother reading out loud. That's my job, man. It's all good. <laughs> verse 36, Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. 
And he said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter in temptation. And this is the, where I got the title for the message. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42, again a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, O Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So Jesus is at a place where his trial, where his scourging, where his crucifixion were literally just hours away. Hours away, all that was going to happen. Jesus um, had the power to lay his life down and he had the power to take it up again. No one could take his life from him. However, as we read in this uh, passage of Gethsemane, in those last moments before what we would call Jesus' passion, we see his humanity. We, we get this glimpse of this picture of, of his humanity and him praying. And, and Jesus was God 100%, yet he also was man 100%. You say, well, how can that be? Um, that's a mystery that we call, uh, theologians call it the hypostatic union, that Jesus was 100% God while being 100% man. He was God wrapped in flesh. The Bible says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so, although he knew uh, what the will of the Father was for his life, and he knew what he would have to go through and, and experience, there was that moment where he's sort of in prayer, in agony, and literally saying, Father, if there is any other way, let this cup pass from me. And then he, he, he overrides his, his flesh. He overrides that, that part of humanity that's in him everything in you if you think about it, it none of that caught Jesus by surprise and if you think about everything that Jesus went through um, you know from the insults from the scourging from the slapping of his face from the, the, the beating the crown of thorns him being on the cross like none of that like came as a big surprise so he knew exactly what he was walking into Think about how you would feel in that moment. You'd be like, no, nope, not me. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm getting out of here. You know, and, and we see this, this human part of him that's like, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. But yet he's he able to override that flesh, his flesh, and go to the will of the Father that says, no matter what, it's not about my will at this point. It's about your will. It's about the, the, the will of God. And, and probably the greatest secret, if you're going to live a victorious Christian life, is that you need to learn to override the desires of your flesh. Paul says, in my flesh, no good thing dwells. Paul said, the things that I, I, I want to do, I don't do. The things that I do want to do, I find myself, right, not doing. And, and so you need to understand that, um, that you're going to have these desires of your flesh that are going to go counter against your spirit, but you have to learn to be led by obeying the voice of the spirit. Say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. People who, who live the, the worst lives are people who constantly give in to the desires of their flesh. People who constantly are just given by the flesh. Think about it. People who have a, a bad uh, a drug addiction, right? They, they, they constantly give in. They, they want to feel good right now. They want that buzz right now. At the, and they don't care how it affects anybody else or anything else in their life. It's just, hey, they want it now. And they, and they want to do it. They don't consider the consequences, right? People who spend money out of control. They, they stay broke because they need something right now. They can't 
they, they can't deny themselves, they just got to get it right now, right? People who, who eat junk food and, and, and you know, and their, their, their flesh says, don't get out of bed, just stay laying in bed and, and don't get up and exercise, right? They end up having lots of health problems and, and, and that's kind of the, the, the people who are led by the flesh, it, it winds up in a, in a bad place where if you're led by the spirit, it leads you to um, a victorious place. And sometimes following God's will for your life can be inconvenient for you. It can seem illogical. I, I talked a lot about, you know, quitting my job and, 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 and that time where it didn't make a lot of sense financially. I lost my financial security, right? I didn't, wasn't going to get a paycheck every two weeks, didn't have benefits anymore, didn't have the good government retirement, right? I've had times where I've offered you know different ministry positions where they, on paper it, it seemed like it would be a lot easier and 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 there would be more money sometimes they were you know in in a place that was close by a beach which I would be good with I'd be good with living right by a beach right now the only island that I can go to is Neville Island right but but it wasn't about my will it was about the will of God my flesh maybe said, hey, you know, yeah, you go there, that, it, it's a nicer place, it's by a beach, you know, uh, you, you're going to have a great time. Or, you know, it would be easier to allow yourself to be sucked up by, by, by a bigger ministry and you wouldn't have as much work and all that stuff. But that's not what God wanted. On paper it makes sense, maybe in my flesh it makes sense, but it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not in the will of God. So in that time, I've got to learn to, to draw on my spirit man, to hear the voice of the spirit of God for my life and be led by that voice and not allow myself to be led by the flesh. Because, you know, it, it's, it's about following the will of God for your life. You know, if you, if you follow the will of God and, do, and live the way the Bible tells you to live, you're going to have a great life. It says, in the presence of God is, is fullness of joy. So I want to stay in the flow of God, and, and if I do that, then I'll live and I'll get to that place that Jesus said that we'll have life and we'll have it more abundantly. Do you think that we're going to be able to join into that live stream or no? Yeah? Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this really quickly because we need to, to, to jump into that. But one of the ways that you're going to be, that, that you learn to be led by the Spirit is through fasting. It's through fasting and through prayer. Because what I'm doing is when I decide to fast is I'm allowing the 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 voice of my flesh right which which comes to me in hunger pains i'm hungry i want to eat i want to eat right now right that's your flesh right hunger is a basic fleshly desire there's other desires that you have in your flesh but your hunger is the very basic desire that you have and so what we do with our time of fasting is we train our body to silence that voice of the flesh and we listen to the voice of the spirit. So we say, I'm not going to eat. Instead, I'm going to feed myself with prayer. I'm going to feed myself with the word of God and I'm going to dedicate my time to doing that. And when you're able to do that, you, then what happens is all the different desires of your flesh that you fight with, that you find really hard to control, all of a sudden it's easier to bring that one down and that one down and that one down and that one down because you've gotten used to listening to the Spirit instead of listening to the flesh. So we're going to, uh, as a church, um, starting Monday, um, which is the 8th, we're going to be going on a 21-day fast. Now, for the most part, if you're healthy, um, if you're not healthy, if you have reasons why you have to eat during the day, maybe you have to have certain medications, maybe you, know, you, you have issues with your blood sugar or whatever, if that's you, then you can find a different way to fast. You can fast social media, you can maybe fast sugar or something that you like, you know, chocolate, whatever it is, 
you, you know, I'm not going to watch TV for 21 days. But for the most, for the most part, the people that are healthy, um, we're going to be fasting, and that's basically what we're going to be doing is 21 days from sun from sun up to sundown, no solid food. So you can drink liquids during the day. You should be drinking mostly water. So this isn't a time like some people be like, well, I'm going to fast and I'm going to just drink like 10 protein shakes, right? It, you're not really fasting. You're still going to be full, and, you know, but you want to drink liquids. So, um, you know, like uh, black coffee, water. Um, you can do like bone broth if you get like, like soup broth sometimes will help with the hunger pains. But you're taking that time that you would normally shop for food, buy food, you know, get food, whatever. You would basically, uh, you, you would take that time and you say, you know, I'm going to pray during that time. I'm going to read the word at that time. I'm going to listen for the voice of God at that time. And as you do that, you're, you're pressing into God. You're consecrating the beginning of your year to God. And as you do that, you'll begin to see breakthrough in many different areas. And so this is, was a discipline that was used many times in the early church. Right? We have records that say for the first couple hundred years that the early church actually fasted twice a week. You know, And so we've kind of got away from that. Yet even Jesus, there was a, a boy that couldn't be delivered, and he said this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. There's certain kinds of deliverance, certain kind of breakthrough in your life that will only come by fasting. And sometimes we have the uh, sinful nature or habit that we can't seem to overcome, but I can tell you through the power of prayer and fasting, drawing on the Spirit of God, you can break every chain that binds you, any bondage that holds you back, and you can be free because the Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? I want to go ahead and I want to take communion together. Um, I don't know, it looks like we're almost past uh, the time. But I know that um, a, a couple people had reached out to me and they told me that, uh, that they didn't want to come to church and uh, because they were sick and they didn't want to get other people sick um, like I'm just gonna tell you like if you are in a place where you're not feeling well like I understand like if you don't want to come to church but don't be scared to come to church and get prayed for either because you know we'll believe we'll stand for you right the Bible says that you know if any of you sick call for the elders of the church and, and have them pray for you and that prayer will raise you up and we believe that Jesus still heals because the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed we're a full gospel church that means that we don't just believe that Jesus died for our sins so that we're just waiting out our time on earth you know so that we can die and go to heaven no we believe that in the atonement that 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 healing was in the atonement that Jesus's body was 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 bruised and crushed so that we could be whole and so when we come to the Lord's table, when we come to our communion, we take up the benefits of that, and that is the bread and the juice, which represents the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to just get your, uh, your, your wafer out and just raise it up, Lord, I thank you for your body. I thank you, Lord, for your word that's, that says, by your stripes, we were healed. Lord, so we... We, we just pray right now for anybody who's suffering for any type of sickness and disease, even somebody who's watching online, we just declare that they're healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the wafer. And as we take the cup, the precious blood of Jesus that cleanses us from every sin and every stain. Lord, we thank you for your blood. We thank you that we are forgiven. We thank you that we have been made whole. Lord, we thank you that we have been made the righteousness of Christ. Lord, we thank you for the blood covering on our lives. And Lord, we thank you that you have cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. In Jesus' name, go ahead and take the cup. And we've never really done this before, but we're going to see if we can kick into this 
and kind of join. Okay, I'll change one. If not, it's okay. I wasn't sure whether we would be able to get that. So how many of you guys have been here when we've uh, kind of done a demonstration of like the three-part being, the, the spirit, soul, and body? Like we, you've been there, yeah. I've done it a couple times because sometimes we need that, like that, that, that illustration of the, the, the people. And, you know, just like we know that God is a three-part being, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's created us to be three-part beings that were body, soul, and spirit. So, of course, right, our body is our, our flesh suit, right? That's what we need to, to have physical body, to live in a, in a physical dimension here on earth. And then our soul represents our mind, our will, and our emotions. Then our spirit, uh, if we're saved, that's our recreated man. That's, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. So before we're saved, what happens is basically our flesh, right, our body sends a signal to our mind. I want this. I want him. I want her. I want that drug. I want to eat. I want to get drunk, right? Whatever, whatever it is, whatever desire, it's like you, your flesh kind of commands it. And then your mind goes to work and your mind figures out like, okay, well, how can I how can I make that happen and so your flesh and your mind kind of work together and that's kind of the pattern of an unsaved person now once you come to the Lord you the Holy Spirit resides in you and you have the divine nature of God living inside of you and so what happens is now I have the the Spirit of God living in me so now I begin to get a new signal sent to me right it's not my flesh it's my spirit and so from reading the Bible from studying the Word of God from sitting in messages from listening to other preaching then what happens is my mind begins to get renewed so instead of thinking like the world instead of thinking like that the people do in my neighborhood instead of thinking like my family does I begin to think like God the Bible says that uh, we are to have the mind of Christ Jesus so our mind is being renewed and our thoughts are being renewed as we uh, as we work to um, bring our thinking into alignment with the Word of God how many of us know that if, if we have a problem with something that is in the Word of God it's not God's problem it's our problem we can say well I don't understand that and that's okay but what we do is we need to work to understanding that because God is perfect, God is eternal, right? We're imperfect, we're not eternal, we have a short life. So there may be things that we don't understand, but what, what our goal is when we study and we read the Word is to bring things into alignment, to, to bring things into alignment with the Word of God. So now what happens is now through the Spirit, God communicates with me the Holy Spirit speaks to me and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and now my renewed mind is kind of lined up with what the Spirit of God says and so I now I know when God is is leading me and now I that's how I'm led by the Spirit because I know how to hear the voice of God I know what is the voice of God and what is not the voice of God right Leave your husband and cheat on him with another guy. No, not the voice of God, right? Leave your wife, not the voice of God, right? Go to the bar, get drunk. No, not the voice of God, you know? Go punch that guy in the face. No, right? That's not the voice of God. So we, we understand what the voice of God is and we, we learn to live by our spirit the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit of God those are sons of God 
that we're a family of God, right? We're, we, we, we are now led from the inside out instead of living our lives when we were unsaved from the outside in. And again, the, the, the fasting will enable you to hear the voice of God. It, it, it will enable you to be led by the Spirit. So a lot of you guys might say, hey, you know what, I don't really want to fast. I'm, I'm not going to fast. But I can tell you that you will always run into trouble with your flesh. You always run into trouble with your flesh. You're always going to run into trouble with your emotions because you won't discipline yourself. And is it inconvenient? Yeah, it's, it's, it's inconvenient. There's going to be times where you're going to want to eat. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be like, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm starving, you know. But when Jesus was fasting in the wilderness and he was, and he was tempted by the devil, right, what did the devil say? Take these stones and turn them into bread. I mean, he hadn't ate for 40 days at that point. But what did he say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but must feed on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So I, I, I'm fasting my flesh, but I'm feasting on the Word of God. And that's a time where we're upping, we're upping our prayer life, we're upping our Bible study, we're upping reading the Word to fill that void. And I can tell you that you'll have breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. On top of that, physically, you're going to feel way better. Because there's something about fasting, and we're not doing it just for for health reasons but as you begin fasting what's going to happen is your body is going to end up clearing up from toxins the the energy that your body sp spends on digesting your food now all of a sudden your body is going to spend on healing those different parts of your body so you're going to get healthy you're going to feel better right we're going to weigh everybody before the fast just to check to make sure before and after if they've been fasting so we're going to know no we're not going to do that we're not going to do that i mean it, it's it's between you 